This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I just drink wine. Welcome to the wine situation. Goth edition. I am Ellen Clifford, the palate. And I no longer have my co-host here to not only call me Mademoiselle uh, Palette, which I now have changed to the palette because it feels more fluid to me. Uh, but he used to always find a reason in every episode to refer to me being goth. <laughs> Be like, did you know Ellen was a goth? I don't know why we find that so funny, but we did. Anyway, I was planning this episode and realized that a lot of the like little bits I had for you were goth adjacent. So we're going to have some dark wine time. Uh, we will be drinking a very deeply colored wine, sucking it as though it were the blood of n- not humans. We don't do that. Uh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> but we are going to enjoy some deeply colored wines. We're going to talk about some gothy wines and a gothy cocktail. I guess I'm giving you the agenda already. The agenda is always, as usual, uh, segments and tangents. Tangents and segments. I got them for days. So, Yeah. Uh, I was giving you the segments already. We're going to have a goth grape. We're going to drink a rather goth-looking wine. We're going to talk about a gothy cocktail. And uh, then it'll be decidedly less goth. But I'm going to go ahead and give you, just in case you don't listen to the end, I want you to have... I I got a discount code for you guys. Uh, We're going to be talking to Kristen Fouth. It just occurred to me, I don't know. I've always said her name that way in my head. I don't think I've ever heard her say it. It's spelled F-A-U-T-H. Both? Fouth? Uh, Anyway, she was kind enough both to supply the wine we'll be drinking together today, and also she works for Free Run Juice. They're they're women-owned. They are a wine wholesaler and distributor, but they can sell to the public. That's you. They specialize in boutique wines. They like small production, family-run wineries. They they favor eco uh, conscious farming and winemaking, so that's super cool. You can buy their wine, including the one that I'm drinking today, on freerunjuice.com and use the code DRUNKDIAL. That's all one word and all lowercase to get yourself a little discount on that wine. And look, guys, if I keep doing this podcast every week, you are going to be forced to drink with me every week, which I guess I forgot to say, I usually preface up top in case people haven't listened to this before, that the situation is we're all alone with wine, and the situation is that I'm going to be here to drink with you. So guys, pick a bottle, caress the bottle lovingly, kiss the bottle even, maybe. You know, it might be like talking to plants. If you kiss your wine bottle, it'll respond better in the class. (laughs) It might just put out. Um... Yeah, get some wine and enjoy it with me, unless you're going to be operating heavy machinery, taking uh, prescription or probably non-prescription drugs. Just don't mix wine and drugs, please, guys. And uh, yeah, have a glass with me. It'll be fun. I'll enjoy it. In case you're worried that I'm not the right person to educate you about wine or goth things, let me give you my goth credentials. Let me put it this way. I have custom-made fangs. Boom. Boom was very ungothy thing of me to say, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> those are my goth credentials right now. Also, I pretty much always wear 
black and wear black lipstick sometimes. And God, if you guys only could see how pale I am, guess what you can, because yeah, just follow it on the Instagram, you'll see. I glow in the dark. Which, you know, is a good thing if I, since I'm a vampire and only come out in the dark. I don't need a flashlight. I just got my skin. Oh, right. I was going to give you my wine credentials. I'm a certified sommelier by the Court of Master Sommeliers. I am nearly finished and dinished. <laughs> I'm like, finish your dinner, dinish your thinner. Finish. I'm nearly finished with the wine and spirit education diploma. Um, uh, I'm leaving out words all over the place, guys. I don't know. I'm kind of, for some reason, I'm nervous today. Maybe it's because my goth underbelly doesn't get aired as much as I would like it to. Um, the Wine and Spirit Educational Trust Diploma Program is what I'm nearly done with. I write for Delectable. I write for some other things that I don't put my name on. Um, yeah, that's the Scooby-Doop. Okay, so just to recap the segments and just know that between those segments there will be so many tangents. I'm really good at tangents, guys. Uh, to, to recap what we're doing real quick, just in case you know you, you need a guide map, uh, there's actually going to be a tiny bit of, of philosophy again, because, you know, if I'm going to expose my goth underbelly, my pale, pale underbelly, <laughs> I might as well, you know, be vulnerable and tell you what I'm thinking about, what I'm pondering. I, I don't know. I like the idea that some of you are out there perhaps listening and maybe you're identifying with and feel free to always like, you know, you can, you can DM me. I'm on Instagram as Ellen Clifford. Also the wine situation. That's, that's just me running that account. Uh, feel free to DM me if you are not someone with my number already. And you know, you can probably text or call me almost any time. And I'm an insomniac vampire who stays up all night. So I might just answer at three. You never know. Um, Okay, so philosophy, then we're going to have goth grape. Then we're going to drink a deep, dark wine that was uh, supplied by our final five guests. Uh, ooh, guys, I've been smelling this for a whopping six and a half minutes now, and I can't wait to drink it, so that's exciting. Get excited, guys. Um, we're going to talk about a goth cocktail, and then we'll, uh, we'll have the final five. So I think it's going to be a fun evening. It's currently 10.45 on a Tuesday night in Los Angeles. The moon was out. Actually, there was a full moon last week, so probably the moon, <laughs> the moon is waning. I'm losing my powers, <laughs> little by little. Um, but that's not what I was going to philosophize about. Oh my goodness. So the philosophy, I was thinking about... Uh, I, I've had some, like, good things come about in my life recently. Uh, like, I've had friends that uh, have started re-upping uh, re their blind tasting groups, and I was like, oh my god, we're never going to drink wine together like this again. And they figured out a way to do it. I uh, have joined this writer's group that's really been rocking. Um, uh, I was thinking how the best things are unexpected. That made me think of, like, one of the most, like, just, I had dinner at Kraft one night. This was like probably a year and a half at least ago now. And I didn't expect to have dinner there. I thought I was stopping by for a glass of wine because really, who can afford dinner at Kraft that much? 
But we were sitting at the bar and somehow then we were like, oh, maybe we'll order some mushrooms. Then my friend's like, well, maybe I'm going to get the mushroom pasta. And then she like thought she told the guy we changed our mind. And I just, I hadn't expected to have a nice fancy dinner, but it's the type of place where they bring you really good bread. And I'm not a big pasta person, but this mushroom pasta and this, these, just like, oh, and then they send you home with like a little gift bag of granola for the next day. And I was, uh, I was drinking Alianico and it was just like, and but part of the reason, all the food is fantastic, but part of the reason it was so good was really we'd actually tried to have drinks at like two other bars and we were just like, man, this is a shit show. Let's not go there. And we were near a craft, so decided to try that. Uh, so I, I'm just, all I'm saying is that sometimes the best things in life are unexpected. Uh, the goth flip side of that which will either make you worry more or relax. If it's me, it'll make you relax more. Also, the worst things <laughs> are the things you will never imagine. This is coming from someone who has incurred major brain trauma out of the blue without, I mean, I still don't even remember how that happened. That was 10 years ago now, but that was like one of the worst things you can possibly imagine happening to you. Waking up in the hospital with your family surrounding you in a neck brace and like your arm all fucked up and your head really fucked up. That was awful. <laughs> but I never had worried about falling off. Um, and never in my life had I been like, gosh, I'm really worried that I'm going to fall off a landing because the person didn't build a railing on it. Never worried about that before. But, uh, you know, that happened. And then we're all worrying about all sorts of other things, really, the way our government's been. And suddenly, boom, pandemic. Did anybody, did anybody think this would happen? What the fuck? Even like a month before it really hit, we, I was just hiking with friends and we were talking about, oh man, well, huh, they say maybe it's going to come here. Meh, whatever. We go on. Uh, so, but the thing about something, uh, the, if you try and stick with the philosophy that, I mean, it's good to be prepared, guys. You know, wear your seatbelts, take precautions, live, try and live a safe life because you never know when you may fall off a balcony. <laughs> but, um... The things you sometimes will spend a lot of time worrying about and fretting about, and uh, especially if they're things that you can take precautions to keep from happening, they're the things that will probably never happen. And the things that you'll never imagine happening, you don't know what that's going to be, so just don't worry about it. But here's the other thing I know, which is very optimistic and, um, I don't know, Pollyanna-ish of me, is that... I've had some real fucked up things happen in my life, and they're the type of things that I could never imagine making it through. Um, cheating boyfriends, uh, falling off shit, uh, going through a really life-threatening eating disorder, like, and I never thought until I was faced with having to do it that I could do it. And maybe it's true that the universe isn't going to give you more than you can handle, so I don't know. My philosophy is don't worry, take precautions, be careful, wear your masks, maybe, maybe worry a little bit if, if like the murder hornets start being more widespread, then also be careful about that. But like, don't, don't waste your life worrying, live your life looking for the good things that'll surprise you because you never know what they'll be. And that's part of the delight is you just, you really don't know when something uh, amazing will just walk into your life. I really believe this is true. 
And yes, also horrible things may, but you, we're all going to like get through it. Wow. I am sorry to get so deep before I've even talked about a goth grape or um, introduced the wine that is sitting here looking at me lovingly from the glass, probably because I kissed the bottle. It's loving me back. You guys love your wines. They might be nice to you. But before I get into this bottle, I'm going to tell you about a grape that I find goth. Yes, it's time for bum 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 goth grape and darkness. The grape in question is Mondes. M-O-N-D-E-U-S-E. So goth because it sounds like mongoose and nothing's gother than those little carnivores. Uh, did you know mongooses also, they eat, like, pretty much anything meaty, including carrion, which is, like, dead stuff, so I guess that's pretty goth. Although I'm a goth and I'm also a vegetarian, so I don't know what that says about my... <laughs> I, will I have my goth card uh, revoked because I won't eat a bloody bloody steak? Steak? Maybe I will. I'll wait and see. They're not knocking on the door to get me yet. So, mandus is... According to like Ampella, uh, blah, blah, the, I am so bad at this word, Ampelographic studies, or Ampelographic would be like the group of types of wine or descendants of wine it belongs to. I think I'm getting that definition right. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I just read a lot about wine. It's either the half-sibling or the grandfather to Syrah, which is like a little creepy, but... You know, what's creepier than goth? Or what's gother than creepy? Uh, it was first mentioned, according to uh, the uh, the grape... Eh, not the grape book. It's the Wine Grapes book by Jancis Robinson. It was probably first mentioned in 1731 in an order of the Parliament of Besançon under the uh, synonym of Maldu. That's M-A-L-D-O-U-X which means badly sweet. Yeah, that's right. Mandu's is a bad boy. That, that's one theory of where the name might have come. It may also be from the Franco-Provençal dialect moda or modus or imode, meaning to prune because its leaves fall before the harvest. So this, this goth grape sheds its leaves. So you just picture these baritin I was trying to say bare skeleton, like just the skeleton branches of the vines bearing grapes. It seems pretty goth to me. It also to me is goth because it is just like, it's very, it's tannic, it's deeply colored, high acid, it's super like spicy. Um, if you listen to the Prairie Rose art, uh, episode, we were drinking Amandus from one of my favorite producers um, from the Savoie, uh, which is where it's found. I always am like, am I saying that right? Savoie? Savoy? It's S-A-V-O-I-E. It's a region in pretty far east France. And a uh, fun fact is that a subregion of the Savoie is bougie. <laughs> Spelled B-U-G-E-Y, but I recently, I was reminded of Mandu's because I just drank a bottle of bougie Mandu's from Maison Angelot, or Angelo, um, and it was so good. I so far have not had a Mandu's I haven't thought was fantastic. They're spicy, they're big, but yet also 
they never feel too big. Like there's a real, they got real character, that Mandu's. Real goth character. Oh my God, I should pick, uh, post a picture of the bougie bottle though, because it has like a really dark goth looking label too. So is there anything else I need to tell you about it right now? I don't think so. That's Mandu's. It's a goth grape. Drink it up. Drink it up. Uh, let's intro the wine that I have for you today that my friend Kristen so nicely gave me. Um, it is Luscano Vineyard's The Winemaker Malbec from 2017. Uh, there's a pretty good, it's made by a woman, of course, because that's what I do here, is I give you women-made wines to drink. The winemaker in question is Valeria Antolin, who in 2016 was uh, featured in the Wine Enthusiast magazine in an article about uh, Argentina's new generation as one of the young rising winemaker stars. Uh, yeah, so that's super cool. I like the looks of this bottle already. I like, I was reading, well, let me just read you the back. <clears throat> the winemaker Malbec. Her tenacity to excellence is generational. She offices among the vines. Her chain of command begins with nature. She is called the winemaker. The fruit for this superb wine is cultivated in the premier growing region of Luján de Cuyo, Mendoza. I, did, I don't know why I pronounced that like it was Spanish. Mendoza. Mendoza. <clears throat> the Loscano vineyards are revered for their high altitude. Yeah, that's right. Luján de Cuyo is, is a place with altitude. I think it's also a place with a lot of old vines. I don't know if this wine is from old vines, but apparently there's a lot of them there. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, right. Cultivated in the premier growing region of Luján de Cuyo, Mendoza, the Luscano vineyards are revered for their high altitude and perfect growing conditions, thus producing some of the finest and most distinctive wines of Argentina, aged in French and American oak barrels for nine months. I love it. I'm very excited to drink this wine. I So another reason that this... Uh, so Malbec also can look quite goth because it's very, like, purpley in color. You guys, Malbec in the last week has turned up in... I never drink it almost... Uh, so I had one friend, Patrick, Patrick Kimberlin, hi Patrick, uh, asked me if I wanted to do some blind tasting online with him and some buddies. So like we, we handed off the wines and one of the wines he uh, blind tasted me on was a Chablis Premier Cru, which I got like a pro. And the other was a Malbec, which I was like, oh fuck, I never drink. <laughs> I do not drink Malbec enough. I never get it. So then former guest of the show, Christy Norman, has started like doing little blind tasting groups on Zoom. And in that flight, there was a sh the exact same Chablis Premier Cru, which I did. We were kind of like splitting up the tasting and then all trying to deduce what it was together. But me on my own, like I was the one person who was like, yeah, I, guys, I think this might just be like from a ripe vintage of Chablis Premier Cru. And it was. <laughs> but there was also, in the flight, another Malbec. And then Kristen's like, oh, can, can we like uh, work together and have you have some wine that I carry on your show? And I said, yeah, but it needs to be a woman winemaker. And she says, no problem. How about this Malbec? I'm like, I guess I need to drink more Malbec. Guys, have you already... You've probably like finished at least one glass of wine by now. I hope you have. Um... Because I'm probably going to get real boring if you haven't. 
That was water I just swigged to ready my dark goth palette for this deep dark wine. Let's play what's in a glass with it. The game that's not a game, and the game of this game is that it's not a game, which is the game of this whole podcast. Although sometimes we actually play games, but not today, Satan. So this is a deeply colored uh, ruby going into a purple rim wine with uh, pretty thick legs. Uh, yeah, they're pretty. Oh, I learned this trick that if you like, if you are having a hard time seeing the legs exhale on the side of the glass and like the condensation of your breath will sort of help you see better. Um, I call these medium thick tears. Ooh, it smells like licorice and blackberries and possibly violets. Ooh, it smells just juicy, not jammy even, just juicy, like juicy, ripe, warm in the sun blackberries. And of course, blackberries are the goddess <laughs> berry of all. Let's just taste this deliciously smelling. I hope it's the same on the palate. Wine. Hmm. Ooh. I get a little bit of that oak on the on the palate. So I'm gonna say the acid is. Let's see. Um, I'm going to say it's medium plus. Oh my god, I didn't cheers you guys. Probably because I assumed you were drinking already. And now I've drinking without cheersing you guys. I'm going to cheers you twice. Cheers, cheers, and kiss my glass. And hope that uh, there's no worse luck than COVID uh, in, in our lives. Okay, it's... That, that was real silly. Okay, acid is medium plus. Tannins are... Mm, they're... Who? I also I think the alcohol is on the high side. I'm gonna say it's like fourteen five, um, at least. Uh, the tannins are ripe and medium plus. Yeah, alcohol is high. I'm tasting a lot more of those blackberries. A little more like juicy black plum. Um, also like blueberries. Yeah, blackberries and blueberries. None of the red berries, all the dark berries. Because goth. And you guys don't confuse Malbec with Mondews after this. I hope I don't confuse anybody with that. We're drinking Malbec. The goth grape was Mondews. Back to the Malbec. I'm also getting a lot of the oak characteristics on that. I'm I mean, I think there's like some oak tannins on it too. It's I get like the little bit of the cinnamon and clove and just like oh, there's a tiny hint of like greenery to this greenery like picture picture the leaves on a thorny red rose bush uh yeah i like this it's quite nice the finish um, i put it medium plus it's fairly consistent it's just like you, you know this is just mainlining uh blackberry juice that's been lightly spiced and uh highly alkalized <laughs> I love it. Uh, if you don't have any wine at home, but you do have some blackberries, crush them up, put them in some vodka, maybe find something to modify that so it's not so strong, uh, at least put it on ice. Um, yeah, use a lot of blackberries, like straight up blackberry juice if you can. And then sprinkle some cinnamon on top and you'll have a lame facsimile of what this is, but you can at least get in the spirit. 
guys probably don't do that. <laughs> I've never tried it myself. I can't vouch for it. I'm not a grape doctor. Please consult your winemaker. <laughs> okay, shall we uh, see what their tasting notes are? Because I always find it fun to see what they said. They being the people writing tasting notes. Mm. Okay, I'm looking at the, the tech sheet for this. So, 100% Malbec, 8,040 cases produced, which multiply by 12 if you want to know how many bottles of this are out there. Ah, it says, striking, slightly smoky, and deep burgundy hue. Notes of blackberry, blueberry, and lavender. Oh, lavender. I said violet. Boom. Gentle tannin pool with toasted hazelnut finish. Oh, my. Toasted hazelnuts. Guys, I have, like, traumatic hazelnut associations, so never try and get me to eat hazelnut things. I, um, since I'm sharing my vulnerable side with you, when I was in treatment for an eating disorder and was just, like, you know, when they're trying to get your weight up, they're just, like, trying to get calories into you any which way they can. And I still liked Nutella then, which is that chocolate hazelnut spread. And I would have to eat a lot of it, and I would have to eat a lot of it when I was already just, like, sickeningly full, because they had me on, like, a 4,000-calorie diet. Uh, and I now have really... Every time I taste it, I just get this weird feeling of dread and darkness and pain and misery <laughs> that I felt in treatment, as well as just bad memories of being too full and having to eat Nutella. So, like, anything that tastes like it, I'm just kind of like, I can't. Um, sorry, that was probably oversharing, but I figure, you know, I'm sharing all the dark things in my life on this episode. If you can't handle it, then... Oh, you can probably still handle me. I can keep it to myself. But I'm just choosing to overshare a little today. I hope you're okay with that. There's a lot of foods that... I don't know why it was only... It really was only that hazelnut spread. Like, I ate peanut butter. I ate a lot of smoothies. I ate lots of fruit in treatment and I, I'm not tired of that nor does it make me feel ill. It's just like, yeah, it's just this one winter in St. Louis and it was so cold out and I was so sad and just too much hazelnut. <gasps> okay, but all this is to say I don't taste hazelnut on this so I am not actually feeling those uh, worrisome emotions. So I said I thought the alcohol was 14.5. The text sheet says 14%, although I remind you they're allowed to be off a little. This is... I, I was close. 3.72 pH level, 2.98 grams per liter of residual sugar. You guys, that means that even if you drank a bottle of wine, you probably have... You, that would be approximately what like around two grams of sugar if you drank an entire bottle of wine. So all those like fit wine things that are like, we're so low in sugar, they're not doing anything that special. Unless it's, I mean, dessert wines are higher in sugar, but like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not doing anything too special unless you're like, really like, I can only have zero grams of sugar, in which case you should probably just stay away from wine if your health is, well, I guess if you have diabetes, that's another thing. Guys, don't listen to me. I'm not a grape doctor, nor am I a physician. I'm just uh, annoyed at people that try and sell things with maybe it's true facts about it, but it's kind of like when people put a, a label on like an apple that says vegan and gluten-free. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it sure is. <sighs> 5.61 grams per liter of total acidity. Guys, I really like this wine. Apparently, 
it didn't do i'm now seeing it got a uh the 2016 vintage which i am drinking 2017 but the 2016 vintage got a gold medal in the new york international wine competition uh, in 2016, they also gave it Malbec Winery of the Year. That's a lot. And uh, Tasting Panel Magazine gave the 2012 Vintage 89 points, which I would give this, I don't know, I'd give this 90. Ooh, it's like, it's really opening up. I'm getting like so much more like, like roasty plum. Roasty plum. Roasty plum. I, yeah. Oh, this smells just like really lovely. It's just a really nice balance of fruit, flower, and uh, a little something extra. It has a little je ne sais quoi, or as they would say in Argentina, uh, what would they say? Yo no sé? I don't know. <laughs> I probably am getting that wrong. Feel free to correct me. I apologize. It's been a long time since I was in Spanish class. I ought to practice more. Okay, well, this was your wine. Just to, like, recap for you, this is the Loscano Vineyards, the winemaker Malbec 2017 from Mendoza, Argentina, and you can find it on freerunjuice.com with a discount code of DRUNKDIAL. Bum bum. Not the bum bum part, just the drunk dial part. That's your code. Uh, so I suggest trying it out. I don't know. You'll be pleasantly, well, maybe you won't be surprised because I've told you how good it is, but <laughs> you guys keep drinking those women-made wines. You know what? Us ladies, we know what we're doing. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that and move on to our goth cocktail. I am someday going to either start my goth cocktail Instagram channel or YouTube channel or write my book, which I've so far been calling Moody Booze. It's a, like, I probably shouldn't even put that out there. One of you could steal it. Moody Booze. I really want to write this book or have this blog or just, I, I want to share goth cocktails with the world, but I'm going to start with one that I was reminded of because we had to do some like creative projects in my acting class. P.S. Teal and Bethany, if you're listening to this, text me now. You said you were going to listen. You said you were going to listen. Are you listening? Are you? It's fine if you're not. There's a lot of podcasts that I've made so far. You don't have to make it this far in this one. Anyway, uh, so we had to do creative projects that are based on a script that we'd read from um, earlier in the month. And I'd been doing a scene from like the, the witches uh, season of uh, uh, American Horror Story, <laughs> the show I've auditioned for like five, five or six times now. And I keep going in and I keep not getting in and they keep bringing me back. So I'm doing something right and something not right. Um, anyway, <laughs> I was reading a scene where uh, one of the characters was making a potion and it occurred to me my creative project would be like potion school, but I'd actually be teaching the class to make a cocktail. We're doing this all on Zoom, just so you realize. So I was like, ooh, goth cocktail. And I came up with this whole like little bit. I was like, we're making the corpse survivor number two with the blood of a lemon <laughs> and um, yeah, it was a whole bit and it was really fun. And it was a reminder that I really like a corpse reviver number two. What you may be asking is that, and why is it goth? Well, the name, you guys, the name. Uh, <laughs> it's from the, the Savoy cocktail book by Harry Craddock, uh, first seen in 1930, uh, touted as being a hangover cue. Uh, quote, four will unrevive the corpse, 
which when you hear unrevive, you think that would be like not reviving someone. But I guess if you're reviving a corpse, you're making the corpse be go back to being dead. Whereas if you're killing the corpse, it's going to be alive. Does that make sense? You probably want to know what's in this. Well, it's equal parts. I used three quarters of an ounce each of gin, lemon juice. Although when I made it for my class, I used a lime and I'll say something more about that in a minute. Lily Blanc, although also you can use Cokie Americano, and I wish I had some Cokie Americano because that is a delicious aromatized wine. Um, also Cointreau, and you shake up all that stuff with ice. I like to use very large cubes. Uh, Death & Co. Oh, how goth of the name. Uh, that cocktail book really taught me just like the really tiny details that make a shockingly big difference. And with uh, juice cocktails with juice in them, use the really big ice cubes. Um, for cocktails with cream or with eggs, well, if there's eggs, first you shake it dry, and then you add smaller cubes. I think I'm remembering that right. I could be wrong, actually, but I think that's a case where you use smaller cubes. Or maybe it's just smaller cubes for stirring. Don't listen to me about that. Only listen to me about what to do with the uh, Corpse Survivor number two. Um, and you get a cocktail glass that hopefully has been chilling in a freezer as dark and cold as your soul. And you are going to rinse that glass with a little bit of absinthe. Or if you're me, you're going to rinse it with a lot of absinthe. Because guys, I like absinthe. It is a sort of anise-flavored uh, spirit that used to be known as the Green Fairy. It's true that uh, there are compounds called, I think they're called jujones. I'm trying to remember that if you had high amounts of them in your system would cause you to hallucinate, but there's like you'd be dead of alcohol before you would hallucinate from the amount of them in absinthe, <laughs> but they're present. Um, so you rinse it with absinthe, you shake up the gin, the lemon juice, the Lillet Blanc, or I mean, I just used a dry vermouth, and the Cointreau. You strain it, please get the pulp out into that poop and you enjoy. It's a delicious drink I had not had in a while. Uh, when I made it for my class, I used a lime. Guys, here's my thing is normally, like when people ask though, they're like, are you vanilla or chocolate? And I genuinely am mostly like good vanilla, um, but also sometimes chocolate. But if someone's like, what's better, lemon or lime? I'm like, hands down, I love lime. Limes to me are the superior form of like tart citrus. But I think I prefer the Corpse Survivor made with lemon juice. Maybe it's just the way it pairs with the orangeness of the, the orange flavor of the Cointreau. That could be it, because somehow limes and oranges seem a little like they may not mix well. I'm not sure. I could do experiments. Or you could tell me. Make a, Either which way, make a Corpse Survivor and enjoy the fuck out of that cocktail. I should probably do a cocktail hour on this podcast at some point where I just like shake up a martini and we talk. And by we, I mean we. I don't mean we. I mean me. <laughs> I can't talk tonight. I don't know what's up with that. It's okay. Uh, so there are, as you might have guessed from me saying, a corpse survivor number two. There are uh, other uh, renditions which to me sound pretty god-awful, and I think I've made at least one of them, and I my suspicions were pretty confirmed. There's a Corpse Survivor number one that has cognac, Applejack, or Calvados, but I think really Applejack, which is, a, it's an apple brandy, guys, which 
I'm not going to explain how brandy's made right now. That's that's getting probably too much into like the nerdery of it for for this podcast. Um, and then also vermouth, like that combination. Just well, I don't know. I don't like a lot of apple. F- I love apples. They're possibly my favorite fruit. If someone's like, you have to pick one fruit to eat for the rest of your life. They're so crunchy. It's like cereal. There are so many types. You can never get bored with apples. Although I'm just like mostly a Fuji girl. Um, although once a year you see Arkansas black. They're they're a very gothy looking one. So I that's a favorite apple too. Anyway, I like apples a lot. Apple flavored things, not so much. Like the whole green apple martini thing. Oh, shudder. And then there's like one other rendition of Corpse Survivor number two that I, I've seen places referred to as number two. I've also seen it referred to as 2A, which uh, consists of brandy, Fernet Branca, and Creme de Menthe. Oh God, I love Fernet. I like brandy. Creme de Menthe in the right usages could be okay, but like Fernet Branca is pretty minty already. And I'm just picturing it. It's just too... Uh, creme de menthe is... Just use it really judiciously, guys. Really judiciously. It really... It packs... It, it gives a lot. Um, it punches uh, above its weight. I don't know. That's probably the wrong metaphor. It's just very potent. Small amounts are all you need. So that was your goth cocktail. I'm glad we, I'd been meaning to have a, um, a cocktail segment for a while. I think I was going to call it the happy cocktail hour, which talking about this certainly was to you. I kind of wish I'd just been like making it here live with you, but I have a microphone attached to me to an iPhone and like, I, it involves a lot of moving around the kitchen and guys, uh, maybe if my teacher ever gives me the video of me making my uh potion i'll post that on instagram we'll see so yeah i don't know that's that's it i i feel like next week i'll probably go back to having another who what who what when where why wine uh game because as i've said that sort of gives bones upon which the vegan meat the, the vegan protein of this podcast hangs upon but uh Let's see. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for today. Did I go on enough tangents? Uh, probably. Probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh, I definitely did talk about being in treatment and tasting groups. So maybe more than you wanted to hear. Um, this is a reminder. If you like this, if you could just go on Apple Podcasts, like hit those five stars, maybe say something nice. If you don't like this, then just don't bother. Like, if you don't like this podcast, A, I'm surprised you listened this far, and B, I'm not worth, like, it's not worth wasting your time hating on things, is my theory. Unless, like, you're, like, on a save, like, if hating on this podcast will do something good for the world, then uh, do it, but I don't think it will. Um, so, yeah, it, I'd love it if you guys would leave me a rating or review, or come say hi, get, get on the gram, say hey to me. It's fun. I'm pretty interactive because I am addicted to Instagram. Just a little bit. Okay, I am on there a lot, but probably about as much as everyone else is, especially these days. Guys, I'm so excited about our guest today. So Kristen Fouth, I will ask her when I get her on the phone. Um, 
she and I had like communicated with each other on the delectable app, the, the one I also write articles for before. And I'm like, she seems like a cool chick. Um, again, I hope people aren't, uh, I, is that offensive to call someone a chick? I don't know. I don't mind being called a cool chick better than a stupid chick or a dumb chick or just a chicken. I'm not a chicken. I'm pretty brave. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so then it was like two days after I had gotten back from Portugal in the fall, I went to this big Italian wine tasting. One of many, you guys, Italy must have the best wine um, industry, like PR, uh, the, the PR body of, of all, because they have so many tastes. I'm invited to and go to so many Italian wine events. I'm not complaining. They're great. I love them. I love Italian wine. Um, Anyway, I was at this Italian wine event and I was like in the middle of embarrassingly like selfing myself there. And I see this woman say, hi, and she looked kind of familiar, but I was like, I don't, I don't think I know who this is. Um, I'm like, hi. And then she's like, I'm Kristen. And I was like, Kristen, the wine girl. Um, and so we kind of hung out for a while at that tasting. And uh, I found out she plays softball because she's a fucking badass. Um, and she also works for this really cool wine company. And I really like her. And she's one of those people who's like way down in Hermosa Beach. Otherwise, you know, we'd probably have found an excuse to get together and have a drink. Guys, pretty much I... The wine industry in LA, like, there's so many good people in it. And there's so many people I always wouldn't... Like last week, Lachey, I can't wait till we can go to bars so I can have a drink with her. Can't wait till I can hang out with Kristen in person. I kind of want to go like swing a bat at a ball although i <laughs> that would be a bad idea or i, I at least want to go like cheer her team on because i don't know like that's just I'm, softball seems really hard <laughs> so i'm like that is so impressive um and yeah i i like her a lot and as i said uh well yeah we'll go over the details again i think i've like pumped the go to uh free run juice and, and use your discount code of drunk dial already so get ready for a very fun drunk dial with Kristen the Wine Girl. Kristen, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Hi. I'm so excited to be on. Kristen Foss. Kristen Foss, this? yes. Okay, yeah. Everyone who had to listen to me um, mumble through the first part of the show going, oh, shoot, I didn't ask her how I, she says her name. Okay, Kristen Foss. Uh, I'm so happy to have you here, and I, I really just enjoyed drinking your Malbec. Oh, it makes me so happy. We were just on uh, a call last night, actually, Zoom live with our winemaker, Valeria, of Buscano Winery last night, and she was just such a joy. So I love that people love the wines just as much as I love her. Oh, Valinia. For some reason, I had written down Valeria. That's wrong. No, it, yeah, it is Valeria. Oh, wait, yeah, oh okay. Yeah. I thought you said Valeria. <laughs> um, wow. Apparently, it doesn't help even if I hear people say how to pronounce things. I hear the wrong thing. Um <laughs> I, well, before we uh, get into the final five, if you want, you can uh, remind people where they can get their their nice 20, 20% discount on two bottles from you. Oh. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, you'll get 20% off your order when you order at least two bottles or more on freerunjuicewine.com. That's singular wine. So freerunjuicewine.com. And uh, you just enter that at the end when you get your code. The discount code is drunk dial. That is all one word, drunk dial, and all lowercase. So uh, we'd love to 
send you some good bottles and at a great discounted price. Yay! That is a good thing. <laughs> um, okay, well, if you're ready, we can get into our final slide. Of course. Okay, question number one is very easy and pretty standard. Uh, what are you drinking these days? What are you into? Oh, my gosh, it's been so hot, and I just got out of my car from driving around Culver City. So, uh, mm. a lovely day, but that's wonderful, but <laughs> mm. <laughs> I want to go drink something light and white and crisp. So, something that's near and dear to my heart is Hillersden Estate Wines. Uh, they're actually my first love in the wine industry as far as professionally. This is my first shot into wine sales, which is my lovely job right now, which is, is just, you know, now it's reaching out more to the public, so I love it. Um, but anyway, um, Hillerson is a New Zealand company, and they produce brilliant Sauvignon Blanc, all estate produced, and they do a couple different varietals, uh, varieties of the style of production. Um, they have a Sauvignon Blanc bubbles. It's just Ooh. so delightful. If you've never had a sparkling Sauvignon Blanc, you've got to try that. It's just so refreshing, and you can make um, cocktails out of it. Um, you can add little or if you want to just, I don't know, you know those hibiscus flowers that are dried? Yeah. yeah, all that, like, delicious red juice, and you just drop it in there, and you pour over, like, some Sauvignon Blanc bubbles from Hillary. Oh it is so delicious, and it's the envy of the neighborhood. So if I need a porch pounder and I want to really flaunt my style, <laughs> definitely sit there on my balcony, and I, like, cheers over to my neighbors at a social distance. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Um, I need to get some hibiscus flowers now, apparently. Of <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, speaking of other things than wine being with wine, what is the best or most interesting pairing you have ever had? Is question number two. It's just such a hard question. I've, Sorry. I've always asked, like, what's your favorite wine? What's your favorite wine pairing? And, I mean, right now I'm going um, into the garden, like, because I've been up in forced to do is really be at home more which makes it like I'm really taking care of my garden a lot better so I've got yeah I've got these gorgeous um tomato plants that are just producing these lovely super sweet hybrid cherries um they're husky cherries that I've got growing and I planted them last year and then threw just like the old tomatoes in there and like now I've got four foot vines like six of them that just sprouted up just randomly from all the tending as of the garden I've been doing. And I'm seriously putting uh, a cherries um, with all the lettuce I've grown. Have you done any DIY, um, do your own garden, like hydroponics and stuff? I no, think, I kill oh them God, when so I fun. bucket them. Like, oh, I'm black so bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom I mean, is like an expert gardener and she tried to teach me and I just like, I, I look at a plant and it, shrivels oh. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um well i'm i'm planting gar- all these like uh garden vegetables from the grocery store ends that i have done and oh. it's, it's so cool so you put them in the water chives um lettuce anyway i'm doing all these this like you know keeping it keeping it cool with the with the salads and i'm you know i'm italian nice. so i like to go back to my roots and since i'm a red wine drinking girl um I, I like to make it a little interesting and keep like a high acidity profile. I'm drinking Barbera's. So I love like Barbera's. Fun. Mm. Yeah, bright acid. With that cherry, the cherry tomatoes, it's just like a match made in heaven. So that's, right now for this like refreshing time, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, that's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I get excited about Barbera. Not enough people drink it, I don't think. 
uh, I carry a uh, Monte de Mar is my is my jam right now. Um, and it's in my catalog, so I I can't drink enough of it. Since, yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, question number three, I was, when I was uh, introducing you before I uh, gave you a call, I was talking about how I think it's so cool that you play softball. Uh, what do you like to drink after a game? Oh, my gosh. It doesn't um, have to be wine. <laughs> yeah, you know, after a game, I I usually will just have I drink water, <laughs> but no, oh, <laughs> I hydrate, I hydrate, I play hard, but no, if I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go and get something, the team's always like, ragging on me to go like drink something and we always go to some dive bar that just doesn't <laughs> carry I'm not going to be drinking you, know, you can't waste your time and calories especially on <laughs> you just don't enjoy it so no. yeah I'm a gin and tonic girl I keep it simple right. simple 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 and um you know I like the it's one that you can't really find ever it's Seagram's lime infused that's like my favorite gin ever okay. um I know it's like old school and it probably isn't even really marketed that much but uh if anyone ever finds seagram lime infused uh yeah i'm always wondering where do i get it and <laughs> i'll let you know if i, I get it <laughs> i'm now like very intrigued <laughs> um nice okay uh question number four is uh if you were to make a line what would you want to make and what would you call it oh my gosh um so many good wines in the world and so many <laughs> so many cool things to focus on, especially with all the trends and um yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of um Willamette Valley. So um I love Pinot Noir from Willamette. Uh anytime I see a bargain deal on Willamette, my eyes light up and I don't I don't care. I'm just gonna I don't if, even if I have a whole, you know, cellar full of Pinot, I'm still gonna buy that Willamette <laughs> wine. So I mean, Willamette, damn it! Willamette, it's, damn it. Uh, it's um, I would definitely look to produce a wine that would be graspable in the in the price range for mm-hmm. anyone to drink a great Pinot Noir because I mean, with the with the namesake that it has and just the notoriety of that region being on par with a Burgundy, it's it's really you know you can get really pricey with a Pinot, and I yeah. I want to be able to drink Pinot Noir I can drink any day and not feel guilty or like oh my gosh I don't know if I'm ever gonna get this again, right? Um, so I think I would end up doing like something that's super dirty, super earthy, something that's got like some like tart cherry in it, um, and just something that's that's really gonna be well balanced, but not over the top, so that someone goes, "Oh my God, this is <laughs> this is too much for me." Um, just something that really would be graspable, and so you know, I'm going on the dirty side. Maybe I'd call it a dirty girl. Dirty girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. I like that. I think you need to do this so that I can drink <laughs> Willamette all day. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dirty girl. <laughs> ah, sweet. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Well, uh, this brings us to the traditional final question of the final five, which is just, uh, what's bringing you joy these days? Um, I have to say I adopted two wonderful adult kitties right before (gasps) COVID. Oh, yes. Oh, that makes me so happy. I adopted them. I was looking for adults. I was looking for cats that weren't really going to be adopted uh, or have the, you know, they had the likely chance so I yeah. went online and I really looked and I was like okay what are the shelters that are like really need help and um I went out to uh the shelter and I picked up two lovely boys um they were in cages right next to each other I have an eight-year-old black cat and I have yes black cat's yeah. brother 
Yes. And um, I have a three-year-old blue Russian, our Russian blue, and he's just, he's such a mischievous little guy. He's got all these, like, stars from being a, a street cat, and um, Ooh, it, it takes me. Just, yeah, yeah. But he's such a lover, and Aww. he loves being in the garden, and uh, as long as I'm not trying to uh, prevent him from jumping the fence, then he's very happy. <laughs> uh, what are their names? Uh, my Russian blue is named Bruno. And Bruno. <laughs> yes, and uh, I like to I like to give him a, a bit of an Italian accent. I just call him all over the place. Bruno, Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my uh, my little black guy, his name is Bilbo. He came with that name, so Aww. I didn't want to change his name that late in life. So he has a Bilbo and a Bruno. <laughs> I that makes me so happy. I I love cats, and I need to get one. <laughs> uh, so I will be looking uh, online for pictures of yours because I oh, want to yeah. see everybody's cats. Um, speaking of that, do you want to? Is there anything else you want to to um, tell people to look for, where to find you, that sort of thing? Um, sure. You know, um, you could just go to freerunjuicewine.com. And uh, remember to enter your uh, code. Uh, the code is drunk dial, all lowercase. And, um, uh, you know, we specialize in boutique wines, small production family run uh, wineries, all earth conscious farming and winemaking practices. So all the good, uh, warm, feel good stuff that you want in a wine that also is going to like warm you up and make you feel all toasty inside too. So. <laughs> Cool. Well, God, I can't wait till this is over so that A, we can just go out and, and drink some wine together. And B, I like intend to come to your softball games with like, with like, with like a, a, a ground crew uh, burgundy and just sit there in the stands and like <laughs> drink that. With the secret seven. <laughs> with the secret, I'll, I'll mix them. I'll mix them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Well, this was so much fun. Um, thank you so much for doing this, and thanks so much for the, uh, uh, bringing me bringing me the mail back. And I My will pleasure. look forward to hopefully talking to you soon. Yes, absolutely. And I can't wait to see you when this is all over. Cheers! Cheers! Glass. I just drink wine. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with men and just drink wine. I don't fuck with coffee, mate. I just drink wine. Give me red, white, or say, don't touch me, motherfucker. I'm a Somali This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.